To God alone be the glory. Uh, we continue to look at the people of Israel as they wander in the wilderness. And Exodus 20, the various verses, will sound familiar to you. This was important in forming the life of the community. Then God spoke all these words. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol, whether the form of anything that is in heaven above or is on earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not make wrongful use of the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not acquit anyone who misuses his name. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. Honor your father and your mother, so that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or, your, or male or female slave or ox or donkey or anything that belongs to your neighbor. And when all the people witnessed the thunder and the lightning and the sound of the trumpet and the mountain smoking, they were afraid and trembled and stood at a distance and said to Moses, You speak to us and we will listen, but do not let God speak to us or we will die. Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid. For God has come only to test you and to put the fear of him upon you so that you do not sin. And then in Matthew 21, Matthew, uh, Jesus is making his way toward the cross. And in this section of Matthew 20 and 21, he, um, he appears to be a little grouchy. He's not really, but he's, he's making points, but... He knows that his death is imminent. And so this is the parable he tells today. Listen to another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard and put a fence around it and dug a wine press in it and built a watchtower. Then he leased it to tenants and went to another country. When the harvest time had come, he sent the slaves to the tenants to collect his produce. But the tenants seized his slaves and beat one and killed another and stoned another. Then he sent other slaves, more than the first, and they treated them the same way. And finally he sent his son to them, saying, They will respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to themselves, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him and get his inheritance. So they seized him and threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. Now, when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants? They said to him, he will put those wretches to a miserable death and lease the vineyard to other tenants who will give him the produce at harvest time. And Jesus said to them, Have you never read the scriptures? The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing. 
And it is amazing in our eyes. Therefore, I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to people that produce, produces the fruits of the kingdom. The one who falls on this stone will be broken into pieces and it will crush anyone on whom it falls. When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard this parable, they realized that Jesus was speaking about them. They wanted to arrest him, but they feared the crowds because they regarded him as a prophet. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I want to talk today a little bit about bearing fruit. Because that's actually what this parable from Jesus is about. Jesus is saying that you must bear the fruit of the kingdom of God lest you be excluded from it. So fruit we can see here is a metaphor representing an outward manifestation of a person's faith. Right? Our behavior, our works, all of that are our fruits. And the reason I say Jesus seemed a little cranky in this section of the text is that earlier he's going into Jerusalem and he sees a fig tree that's not bearing fruit. And the poor fig tree isn't even in season and he curses it and says, you're a horrible fig tree because you produce no fruit. Wither and die. And guess what happens? It withers and dies. Now he's telling this parable about the need for followers of Jesus to bear fruit. To walk like Jesus walked. To be obedient to the law of God. Have I told you the story, I think I have, of the woman in one of my churches they called the kitchen Nazi? She was the person who went around the kitchen, you know, not letting people, kids spill anything or, you know, people get into the drawers or the refrigerator or whatever. And when I first got to the church, I said, okay, so I need to go visit this woman because she hasn't been in church in a long time because she's basically homebound. And literally the people of the church, the, the elders said, don't go. And if you go, surely don't go by yourself. And I said, why? And they said, well, because she's mean. And I said, well, shouldn't I go see her? And even if she's mean, and they said, no, no, you, you, don't, you don't need to be subjected to that. Just don't worry about it. And I thought, this is terrible. But I'm going to do what they said, because this is how they advised me. And later in my career there, this woman died. And I went to meet with her family at the funeral home, and I said, Now, are there any stories about her that you want to be, make sure that are told at her funeral, or you know, anything like that? And they said, Oh, no. Don't, don't say, just say a prayer and read some scripture, and we'll go home. No, you don't have to say anything about her, because nobody liked her. It was the saddest thing I had ever seen. But every one of them was sincere about how gruff she was. 
And it occurred to me, she really thought she was doing God's work in protecting that kitchen and in, in you know, responding to people negatively because she was correcting our mistakes. But the way in which she did it was so harsh that people couldn't hear it. And if we talked about her bearing fruit of the kingdom, they'd say, well, she's just bearing negative fruit. She's not bearing any fruit that any of us would want. It's the fruit that the people at the produce market throw back. Matthew says earlier in the, in the, in the book of Matthew, he says... You will know Christians by their fruit. A true believer will be recognizable using their gifts to benefit others. You will know them by their fruit. My friend Bill Carl, famous, famous preacher, one of the hundred best preachers in the English-speaking language or something like that, tells this story about he had been at a presbytery meeting. And if any of you have ever been to those, you know how depressing they are. Oh, did I say that out loud? I'm sorry. Um, and he stopped to get gassed. And some little African-American, he was kind of holding his head and he was kind of grumpy, feeling bad and, you know, whatever. Just, not, just didn't have it in him that day. He was, he was tired. and He was sitting in his car and some little, sweet little African-American woman came up to him and said, knocked on his window, everything all right? And he said, oh, I'm just kind of having a bad day. I mean, nothing really, but, you know. And she says, well... He still had his name tag on from Presbytery. She said, well, I see something about church on your name tag there. She said, are you a church, church guy? And he, as he tells the story, at that point, it's when my mind raced across all that I had done and realized that I preach a service that's seen live all over the state of Texas to 60,000 people. And I'm sure she recognized me. And I said, yeah, yeah, I have something to do with the church. And she said, well, then act like it. The fruit of the Spirit, the fr- not the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit, bearing fruit is the then act like it part of our lives. This stuff ought to matter. More than just showing up here on Sunday morning and hearing a nice concert. More than just being able to check the box on your bio that, oh yeah, I have a church and I show up here every once in a while. Fruits of the Spirit are the things we do to show that the kingdom of heaven matters to us. And later on, Paul, you know, will we'll call them fruits of the Spirit, and he'll say they're love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, 
gentleness, and self-control. Bearing fruit is the way that we are known. Synonyms for that, you know, by the way, are bloom, grow, prosper, sprout, flourish. You want to be a good follower of Jesus? Bear fruit. You want to be a good follower of Jesus? Then act like it. Amen.